0: Hey, it's Matt, and welcome to this Leadership Lessons Shorty podcast. Now, I've definitely stolen this idea from a business partner of mine, Rob Lawrence, and his podcast, Inspirational Creatives. Rob does this really nice thing where, after his main episode, he produces a short episode to go through some of the key highlights and learnings that he took from the podcast. So, innovate before you invent. I'm going to do the same thing. My objective with this Shorty podcast is to demonstrate the connection between great leadership and the responsibility of content creators. Over the last 15 years, I've seen a strong link between great leadership traits and the success of content creators. So I'm gonna share with you in this episode my key moments from the episode that went out last week. Let me know what you think Hopefully this helps people that are short on time, or people that just want a condensed version, or maybe you just want to hear my impressions from the podcast. I'd love to hear your impression of these shorty episodes, and whether they offer any value or insights to yourself. So let's get into it. In today's episode, we are looking at the leadership lessons from Miko Hiskala. Miko is a PhD student and university lecturer at Aalto University, Helsinki, Finland. Miko originally wanted to start a podcast to support his students as an additional learning resource for his university course. So with this in mind, Miko undertook a short course at the university about podcast production. And whilst he was conversing with his wife about all the things he'd been learning from his podcast tutorials, his wife Nina suggested that they launch a podcast together looking at her profession, psychology. And so Psychopodia was born. Their first two episodes, they used as coursework for the production course. And it's gone on to be a resounding success. Like number one in the charts success. So, what makes this podcast and Miko as a producer so successful? As with all these episodes, we're going to start by asking Miko, what do you think makes a good leader?
1: I think a good leader serves the people that he or she leads need to give them goals and then tools and resources to achieve them and then getting out of the way (laughs) of good people. So just supporting them, pushing them, not micromanaging and this kind of stuff and ensuring that the environment that they are working in is uh, psychologically safe. That's what I've learned from the podcast as well. (laughs) So (laughs) You can disagree on stuff, and you can, you know, be strongly dis- disagreeing, but doing it in an environment that is, you know, safe. And everybody can make mistakes as well and talk about the mistakes as well. And uh, then you need to, as a leader, be, know when to make decisions. So when to make decisions, what's the correct time, do you need more information?
0: And this is an amazing example of great leadership. And Miko demonstrates this all through his podcast production. As he said, leaders serve who they lead. They need to be in service of others. They need to give those others the tools they need to be successful. You need to support them. You need to create environments that are psychologically safe. And you need to make sure that mistakes are okay. Allow mistakes. Allow conversations. And then he says about making decisions. And this is important in Miko's content creation. It's all about making the right decisions. Do we need more information? And sharing information is a big part of what Miko is all about as an educator and as a student himself. He believes the benefits of podcasting are huge to educational institutes. And separate to Psychopodia, Miko has also produced podcast content for his students.
1: I've done uh, quite a few episodes of, well, episodes of this kind of uh, educational discussions with um, my fellow colleagues and experts for the courses in in the university. And if there's happens to be any university teacher now listening, I highly recommend these as a one kind of learning material. As the student feedback we've got, it's been really good. The main comment there has been that, okay, you're actually listening to a two people talking, there's a human interaction. And that just that inter- listening to the interaction makes the, you listen to the actual content as well, better than just a talking head somewhere.
0: The feedback that Miko got was that this talking head format wasn't as engaging as listening to two people have a conversation about the subject matter. So he used this when he designed his format for his podcast. He was also very specific about how concise his podcast was, and this came in two forms: the first form being about the subject matter, the talking points, and the other was the duration of the podcast. How long should the podcast be we've
1: tried some uh, that we you know were uh, going over forty five minutes and uh, you know started to see a little bit uh, twinkling numbers in there, so there 's basically just trying to keep it in that uh, that range, uh, which would be a rather common uh, commute around the Helsinki metropolitan area here, I think about half an hour. And we do a lot of editing and we do stay on the topic almost exclusively. So we don't talk about the people or this kind of a personal experiences. So we don't talk about the expert. We just dive, dive into the topic as well. So it might be... Uh, re- relatively more heavier than some of the educational podcasts. We did get this one feedback from an engineering student. Uh, he was saying that okay, the k has the best information-to-time uh, ratio of the Finnish podcast at the time. And uh, I think that's something we try to uh, strive for. We make the assumption that people then can find that individual experience to relate that content that is she's talked about so without giving this kind of a story of a person.
0: This goes back to one of Miko's good leadership traits. Considering the people that you are serving, giving them the tools and the support to succeed. And he's done that. He's even thought about the commute around the Helsinki metro. It's around 30 minutes. Great. I'm going to make my podcast 30 minutes. What else? Well, if we're being concise and we're being focused, we need to consider the listener's time. So the interviews aren't based around the expert, their story, their backstory. It's about the subject matter. It's so incredibly focused that they're getting feedback that their podcast has some of the best information-to-time ratio out there. And that's fantastic feedback. So you'd think with all this optimization of duration and format, that Miko and his wife Nina had a focused plan for launching this and growing it but that wasn't the case
1: we really didn't have any any kind of idea what, what would entail after the launch so it's basically just uh, pushing pushing it out there let's see if we get anybody to listen listen to it and the success that we have actually had also in terms of numbers have been a, quite a surprise to us in the beginning as um, as mentioned we don't have i don't have any education you know for actually producing those podcasts neither of us had any kind of this kind of a social media clout or huge follower numbers in the beginning so which you would assume that okay if you have those it's at least easier to get them to listen to new content you know, the last couple of years we've been regularly in the top 50 for Spotify and Apple in Finland. So we are at the moment for a bit for over 1.2 million overall, and I think it's approaching 13, uh, 13,000 for uh, on an average episode. And uh, for reference, uh, okay, Finland has 5.5 million people. That would be, I think, uh, close to what Scotland has or the state of Minnesota in US.
0: So with 1.2 million listens and an average of 13,000 downloads per episode in a country that only has 5.5 million people, and this podcast isn't in English, it's in Finnish, that's an incredible amount of success for the few years this has been running. But he launched with... No real formal education, just a short course, no media training, no Instagram or social media clout, and with no launch plan at all beyond publish at least two episodes, how did this content find such success? Well, the key for Miko has been the content. It is all about the quality of the content. And great content comes from great questions. I asked Miko, was there one question? That has a great impact on the podcast.
1: I often ask and always ask: Was there something else that you think was important? Was there something that should be uh, retaken? And uh, as my wife is running the show and doing the interview in the flow, quite often during during the discussion, uh, I'm trying to make notes uh, at the, uh, the time as well. So, so quite often it's something it's something that I might bring up.
0: This is a great example of working as a team and the benefits of having a producer when you're creating content. Miko's intently listening and he's looking for any possible subject matter points that were overlooked or that they only talked about briefly. And that's why that question, was there anything else that you wanted to add that you think is important, is so powerful because it gives freedom and as a leader, that's a great question to empower the people you're engaging. Was there anything else? And having this question at the end of the podcast might mean sometimes that things are a little bit out of order. And with this in mind, I asked Miko about his editing process.
1: Please go through the questions because it's a question, answer, question, answer all the time. So I splice it by question and I name them A, B, C, D, E and so on with a short... Um, this kind of, uh, you know, what, what, what the question is, what topic is discussed in that section. So that leaves me this kind of a uh, note of what, what this audio is about, which uh, then makes it much more easier to move things around. And, uh, okay, after doing that, uh, you might have an idea of, uh, was there something to take out or leave it aside? And of course, the next step typically then is just go, uh, which happens at the same time, this ABCD is cutting out the fluff, you know, the meta talk and leave it uh, it aside. So getting out the, you know, the not needed stuff and then moving on to this kind of a uh, content editing, should we move things around a bit, taking out these bigger bigger sections. And finally, I usually do this uh, cleaning out the, Too loud uh, breathing, lip smack,
0: ums, ums. This is a combination of the educator within Miko, but also the high standard and consideration for the end user and that listener. He removes all the ums, ahs, loud clicks and pops and stuff, but he also builds out his podcast in blocks, allowing him to move entire blocks around to make the most cohesive podcast possible. And that's so important. And he identified that this took him a while to learn, and he was constantly tweaking and adjusting this to get the right format. And as a PhD student, you would expect Miko to be constantly looking to improve. I asked Miko, how do you market this? How do you get it out to the world?
1: I think this is something that we could improve, definitely. And then it's just this question of uh, how to spend your time. But this is still uh, very much in this kind of a hobby time box for us. It's a you know an interesting, fun hobby that you can learn a lot from and lo- learn a lot in, but still in a uh, this kind of a time box. So the social media side is something that I think we could, with the time, uh, we could improve on that side.
0: And like all great leaders, Miko has a real understanding of the time he has available to him. The quality of the podcast really matters, and that has had a knock-on that they haven't invested too much time into the social media. And he acknowledges that this is still a hobby. This isn't a business. This isn't his profession. So he can't do it all in one go. But as I said, what really matters is the quality of the content and the impact it has on its listeners.
1: People in the field, that uh, they've been recommending some of the episodes for their patients or clients, which is... I think also very nice to hear, and uh, and kind of I think gives an indication of this uh, that we have established some level of trustworthiness for people in the treatment uh, professions to recommend these episodes.
0: Many people would think that the thirteen thousand downloads an episode is success, but for Miko, developing that trust in the professional space was so much more important. They have other practitioners using their podcasts as a reference and that industry recognition and trust is really precious and that brings me on to how do you ethically monetize a podcast like this you can't just slap on adverts about any old thing on the front in a mid-roll and a post-roll it just wouldn't be right and that's not why they started the podcast But Mikko found a solution to monetizing his podcast, which I think is really, really good, and it doesn't cross over that ethical line for the listener.
1: We partnered with this uh, one Finnish company that uh, represents podcasts and is basically selling a chair uh, in our podcast. So basically, companies pay to be be a guest on the show as well. So uh, then we uh, do uh, some revenue sharing with them. And as we talk about that time issue for us that this kind of um, networking and cooperation is really helpful So because it's how much time it would take to do those calls and discussions etc it's definitely something that we wouldn't be putting our time into ourselves
0: I think this is brilliant work smarter not harder by using this company that essentially sells a seat on their podcast it's saving them heaps of time and they're doing all the networking for them But not just anyone can come on the podcast. They've got to be an expert. They've got to be in the field of psychology. And they can't really sell. They have to really talk about the subject matter that they are experts in. If they have an association to a brand or business that can support the subject matter, they're allowed to discuss it for tops 5 to 10 minutes. But really, the bulk of the interview is about the subject matter itself. So, no one feels tarnished or no one feels sold to and the audience get access to another incredible expert. So with all this success, they've got great experts, they've learned how to monetize. What's the plan moving forward for Psychopodia?
1: This is uh, what we do together, this is what we like and love to do together and for the audience as well. And getting those feedbacks that I, I mentioned the student earlier. Mentioning about that signal to noise ratio. He also wrote that some of the episodes that we have done, uh, these uh, save lives in the student population about, you know, people stressing too much about the studies. So, this kind of a self compassion, uh, taking a bit more easier on yourself and these kind of uh, topics. So, getting that kind of feedback and uh, helping people is also something.
0: And these are the fundamentals for content creation. They are going to continue to make this podcast because they love doing it. They like doing it together and look at the effect it's having on the listeners. They're getting fantastic feedback from industry peers, students and general public alike with comments saying like this saves lives and great information to time ratio. That's real success for them and they love doing it. I asked Miko, with all that he's learned, what advice would he give to someone that's new to content creation or considering getting going?
1: Start doing it, especially on content that you are personally interested in. For us, of course, it was my wife's interest at first. uh, But then, you know, I've now done now 90 episodes and editing and going over them for quite a lot. So I think I could, you know, at least bluff my way to a dinner conversation with just about anybody, other than psychologists, on the topics as well. So, uh, start doing it. And you will learn a lot, and uh, do it, it on the stuff that you are interested about. I think that's something it keeps you going.
0: And this is such great advice. You don't need to be the expert to start a podcast. Find people that are better than you and share that information with your audience that's all you need. Your passion for the subject matter and your effort levels are truly what matters. Everyone starts somewhere. There's no reason for you to not launch your podcast because you feel like you need 5 to 10 to 15 years experience before you can. Get out there, find the experts, ask the questions. And that nearly wraps our Leadership Lessons episode. But before we go, I want to share with you what Miko said were his values that he would like to be known for from his content. And they were kindness, integrity, and respect for the expert's knowledge. And as you have heard from this podcast, he has all of those in spades. He is so kind and considerate to his listeners that he formats the show in the right time duration and specifically only relevant content for that subject. His integrity, he moves whole blocks around. He doesn't reversion what people have said. He moves whole blocks around to make the learning experience more concise. And in doing so, he respects the knowledge of the expert. It's not about their story or what their personal opinions are. It's about the subject matter. And this all exactly mirrors what he thinks is a good leader. They serve others. They give them the tools to succeed. They support them. They create psychologically safe environments for them to make mistakes and to learn. And he knows when to make decisions and when to seek more information. Miko shared some nerves about recording this episode because he felt he wasn't the expert. But as we can see, he is definitely a digital leader and creating incredible content to help people. And that is it for this Shorty Leadership Lesson episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, please let me know. Give me a DM on Instagram. That's the best place to find me. Uh, If you didn't enjoy it, let me know on Instagram, cult.media, kul Media. Thanks for listening and be good.